0: Blog Talk, Radio.
1: Bienvenidos a WXP 88.3, donde lo hacemos mejor.
0: Soy Evelyn Bernal, y este es mi programa,
2: Entre Mujeres.
1: Good afternoon, you are listening
0: to Entre Mujeres. This is Evelyn Bernal, your host for the show. Thank you for tuning in today. Again, we are talking about something really, really interesting. We are talking about emotional manipulators. Basically, if you can control someone's emotions, there is a good probability that you can influence their behavior, right? The more you control someone's emotions, obviously, the more influence you have. The challenge when we talk about emotions in general is that you can't really see them, but emotions do drive our behavior, and if our emotions are damaged, the actual damage may be invisible. So if we have a physical ailment and we go to the hospital, we could say, hey, this hurts, this is where it hurts, and the doctor can probably do some kind of battery of tests that will help them to detect the damage to our physical body. Emotions aren't like that. When, we are, when something is hurting us emotionally, it is invisible. And that is what emotional manipulators bank on. Emotional manipulation is the same way. It's invisible and it's very subtle. Especially when the manipulative person says things like, I don't know why you're making such a big deal out of this. Or, oh, come on, I never said that. You're just being overly sensitive. Or, it's your fault. I'm acting this way because you did X, Y, Z. Right? Emotional manipulation can occur in a variety of ways or in a variety of a relationship. We might think that it's usually between a romantic partner, but actually our children we can, we can experience emotional manipulation from our children, from our boss, or even from our friends. Now, I will say this, even though it is a dynamic that can occur across the board, we are more at risk for falling into emotional manipulation when it is a close relationship. Why? Well, the simple answer is the following. When it's a close relationship, we we tend to be afraid of the lost potential. Or when it's a, when we are emotionally um, being manipulated in a close relationship, we kind of think, oh, "Well, if I put a limit to this, what's going to happen?" I'll give you an example. What happens when you start setting? When you stop saying no more? a manipulator when this manipulator is maybe your child, when this manipulator is maybe your spouse, when this manipulator is maybe your fiancé, your boyfriend, your significant other, or when the manipulator is one of our friends. What's going to happen when we start setting those limits and saying, "Uh uh-uh, this feels off, no more of this? Well, if it's our child, they might escalate us or what some parents fear the most, especially parents that don't live with that child is my child is going to hate me. If we if we if we put a stop to the emotional manipulation from our spouse, what is the loss potential there? They're going to leave. Setting a limit, putting a stop to this kind of behavior might be grounds for separation. If we set a limit with our friends who are being emotionally manipulative. Our friends might be mad. And what happens if they're mad? Well, they might isolate us or they might isolate us from our social group. And so this is the reason that we tend to be more emotionally manipulated and stay when the person is close to us because of the lost potential. One very interesting characteristic about the the dynamic of an emotionally manipulative relationship, whether it be any of the ones I just mentioned, is that there is usually a power dynamic. For example, when there is no manipulation going on between spouses, you're both equals right? There's no power differential. You have no power over that person. That person has no power you. It's just equal. It's a 50-50. It's a give and take, etc. However, when there's manipulation happening, there's no equality of power. The manipulator holds the power. And so the person being manipulated is terrified to change up the relationship. Or to step out of the manipulation dynamic because of the threat of losing that relationship. Or the threat of being seen as less than who you want to be seen as to that person. And it is quite a threat. Especially, if let's say that this is your adult child that has been making you feel bad because of your shortcomings as a parent. And they this, this adult child refuses to get over whatever their issue is, and they consistently use it against you. What happens when, as a parent, we say, you know what, I'm sorry, maybe we own up to it because maybe there is something to own up to, or maybe we still own up to it when there's nothing to own up to? But when we say no more and we disengage, what is likely to happen? From, from the adult child, they might disconnect from us. There's a power dynamic. They have power over us. And obviously, a lot of us parents are terrified of losing our children, of losing that relationship. If, it's, if the emotional manipulation is happening by someone you love and care about, like a spouse, a parent, obviously, you're going to want to believe that person we want to believe the things that our loved ones say. That's natural. That's instinctive. It's human nature. However, this is exactly the kind of thing that the manipulator uses against you. Obviously, if it's your spouse and you want to believe them and you believe them, they continue to get away with that behavior. Obviously, if it's your child and you want to believe them well, they keep getting away with their behavior, they use it against us. And in my opinion, do you want to know another factor that a manipulator uses against us, which I feel my personal opinion is a big one, is our self-esteem. The reason that I feel that self-esteem is a big one that manipulators use against us is that some of us being manipulated or some of us or some of the individuals being manipulated feel like they deserve to be mistreated by that person. They deserve to be mistreated by their adult children. They deserve to be in some way manipulated by their spouse. They don't feel strong enough as a person to put a stop to that behavior. What's going to happen if my adult child stops talking to me? What's going to happen if my child hates me. What's going to happen if my friend gets upset because I've finally set a healthy limit? We're not strong enough to put up with that behavior because our self-confidence isn't strong enough. I was having a conversation with an individual. As you know, as a life coach, I do consult individually. and During one of my consultation sessions, it was very apparent that this this um, female's significant other or boyfriend it was very apparent by his actions that he was seeing somebody else and every time she tried to bring it up they they, he ended up you know using many of the techniques that manipulators use we'll get to that and she asked me a question and this is relating to self-esteem and she said what compels me to continue to connect to this. And I think that the question, the the answer for some of us is we continue to connect to that type of behavior. We continue to accept that kind of behavior from others because we feel very little of ourselves. We feel like maybe at some level we deserve it. We feel like We are never going to find another relationship like it, and we can't cope with the reality of losing someone because they were toxic for us, and it's all related to self-esteem. I think that sometimes they used to say that, that we choose that, let's say, because this is a show mainly for women, but this is unisex. This applies to men and women. They used to say that we connected to those individuals, but what we know now is that those individuals actually look for vulnerable people like for example if if you are like guilt-ridden if you are a person who's going to feel bad right away that's the kind of behavior that's the kind of dynamics that a emotional manipulator wants to bank on so self-esteem issues definitely put us in a situation to feel more more vulnerable or to be accepting of that kind of behavior now, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Well, it could have been either or. Maybe maybe we connected to this type of dynamic with our children. Maybe we accepted this kind of behavior from our children or from our spouse because we already felt like our worth, our self-worth was low. Or it could be that in the process of engaging in this kind of emotionally manipulative relationship. Our self-esteem suffered as a result, and then we started to think that maybe we weren't good enough, that maybe we deserve this kind of treatment. Definitely, self-esteem plays a huge role in it. And we we always ask that question, like, why do we put up with it? How many times do we ask, why do they manipulate? which is actually the better question because the whole emphasis is put on the individual actually receiving this type of treatment. But have you ever asked yourself what compels a manipulative person to ask the way, to act the way they do? Oh, it's different. There's no cut and dry answer, but I'll give you some examples. A jealous woman tantrums and tries to control her partner because she's insecure and doesn't know how to cope cope with her feelings of shame and inadequacy, so obviously she has to make him the center of her issues. An adult child manipulates her parents to make them feel about the things that they did or didn't do because she can't get over situations that happen and she wants to put it on them. A child manipulates their parents to get their way. A friend manipulates you to use you for company, for goods, for favors, etc. A spouse manipulates you so you don't question their behavior and they can continue using you and controlling you. A womanizer makes you feel crazy so he can keep up his behavior. Bottom line, manipulators manipulate you because they get something out of it. Because their behavior works. Because just like misery loves company, manipulators adore the company. They thrive on it. They live by it. They need company in order to manipulate someone. If you stay with us after the break, we are going to talk about the techniques that individuals use to manipulate the the other person. Stay with us. It's gonna be a short break and we'll conclude our show after the break. This is Evelyn Bernal and you are listening to Entre Mujeres. <laughs>
2: Hey, going, going, going. Bounce that ass up like boing, boing, boing. And sit it up high like boing. Hey, diamonds look like they glowin'. glowing. hey, yeah. Shorty niggas in the niggas, I'ma grab it. Uh, stretch that out just like elastic. Yeah, baby on fire like Calabasas. Big boy knockers and she just got that ass hit. Jeans, body slim thick, and her eyes is green. Did I mention? fit that ass right here like you're in detention. Trying to get that long money just like a pension. Yeah. The club getting hot like Nelly in here. Hot. Now take them clothes off, it's money in there. I'm that nigga that's putting one in the air. It's just a dance, baby girl that's not in the Yeah. Bad bitches, left side to the left. Bad bitches, right side to the right. Hang outside niggas outside. We throwing money inside. All my bitches bad like baby, no kids and she tryna be baby. Yeah, I ain't Ray Ray, but we could do it my way and the fuck it don't burn like Kim and Kanye. Aye. It's hotter than Willacoochie, Georgia. I heard you throw that coochie out in Florida. Came back to L.A. with the Miami swag. And now she chasing after that Miami bag. Big bag, big bag, big bag. and she Dick, six flags, six flags, ayy. She keep that snap back, whiplash. And she got yeah. a gang of kids, yeah. but she do it with class, yeah. ayy. You know she hold it down for me. She don't need a man and she hold it down for three. You know she get that cash with me. Then I'll have her stretched out on the balcony, know. Bad bitches, left side to the left. Bad bitches, right side to the right. Hair hey, niggas, outside. We throwing money inside.
0: your bilingual spot, Entre Mujeres, and you are listening to WEXP. We are talking about emotional manipulators, techniques of a manipulator. If you identify any of these in and, and, and your relationships, whether it be child, adult child, spouse, friend, these might be signs that they are being emotionally manipulative. A manipulator uses withholding of information because they want to keep you second-guessing yourself, which is actually their main objective is for you to start um, questioning your reality, your perceptions, and your logic. And so if they withhold information, if they only give you part of the information, they keep you assuming. They with, they also withhold by not listening to you when you're trying to say, well, you know, I'm just trying to express how I feel. I've been feeling that X, Y, and Z is going on. They don't listen. They withhold affection, and they use it as a weapon. For example, if I, as an adult child, am trying to tantrum, right, with my elderly parents, and I'm trying to make them feel bad, well, obviously, I don't live with them anymore. What is the best way to make them feel bad? Well, I withhold affection. I don't come by. I don't go and see them. I don't call and say Happy Mother's Day because I am punishing you by withholding the affection. Definitely signs of an emotional manipulator. They counter. For example, you are talking about something that happened and they say, didn't happen. No, no, no. You're they question. They question your memory. No. You that's not right. That's not what happened. This is what happened. And they are countering your experience even though you saw it, you heard it, you remember, but they counter it. Because they want you to question what happened. This is just a way. This is just a sign of when a person is an emotional manipulation manipulator. They block and they divert Meaning, you are talking about the incident. You are letting them know how you feel about what happened, or you are maybe um, demanding answers, questions, etc., or just plainly discussing it. And they block it or they divert it. Like, oh no, like this is no, I don't want to talk about this again. Let's not, let's not talk about it. Let's talk about something else. This is, I, this is not a good time for me. And they question the victim's thinking like, no, this is not this is not right. Sorry, I got sidetracked for the the noise of a, a little notification here. Back to the subject. They block and they divert. They they make you question your own thinking, and then sometimes you're like, well, yeah, maybe I could see where they're coming from. No, it's a technique. They block and they divert because they want you to question your thinking, and they question your thinking. Another technique or sign of an emotional manipulator is they trivialize. They make your needs feel unimportant. It doesn't matter. I mean, You want me to listen to you? Like, really? Again? We're going to talk about this again? What are they saying? This is trivial. Like, there's more important things in life than how you feel right now. It's not important. Another sign of an emotional manipulator. Sometimes emotional manipulators get symptoms of amnesia. They pretend to have forgotten what happened or they deny something that happened or they they had said they had agreed to something and they forget again sign of an emotional manipulator why do manipulators do this they are trying to get you to question your own reality your memory your perceptions and ladies and gents Believe me, this is a serious problem. When your child, when you're adolescent, and I'll go back and forth because I just want to drive home the idea that this does not just happen in romantic relationships. When your child is playing with your mind because they are up to shady business and you start saying, well, geez, Maybe I didn't leave my $5 here. Maybe they didn't take it. Maybe it was my memory. Maybe I don't remember where I put it because I'm always in a hurry. Or when your spouse tries to turn it around so so you start questioning what happened and then somehow it falls on you and it's your fault. It's a serious problem. They're playing with your mind. This, thus the very famous term, mind games. They are trying to get you to question your own reality, your memory, or perception. And again, it is a serious problem. They want to use your emotions against you because they want something in return. They want to bring you to their own level, They want to make you part of their issues. An angry child. An angry child, for whatever reason, maybe we contributed, maybe we didn't contribute, maybe the other parent contributed contributed to this child's anger issues. That anger within them, they don't know how to cope with it. And again, manipulators love company. So because they don't know how to cope with it, They are going to find the first innocent bystander, which is usually a parent or a sibling or one of your loved ones. And they are going to make you the target of their anger. Maybe you're the only safe person that they can be angry at. And they are going to make it your issue because manipulators love company. The excessively controlling individual and we all know where, you know, when they are controlling, when they are perfectionist. We know where this comes from, where this, come, where this behavior comes from. Controlling and perfectionist behavior comes from a sense of inferiority. The person feels so inferior that they feel the need to control every outcome. They feel the need to do things absolutely perfect because that's where their, their self-worth comes from. Right? And so they want to put their perfectionism, their control freakness on you because they can't cope with their own issues. And so, a key term, even though we will talk about strategies when we conclude, a key term is emotional boundaries. They don't know how to own the issues that they have and they put them on us. That's where the emotional manipulation comes from because they're trying to get something. They're always trying to get something out of us, right? So they use these techniques so we can fall into the trap. And to be honest, it's very subtle and it's difficult not to fall in the trap because especially if it's, if it's our children, we don't want to believe that our children are out to manipulate us. We don't want to believe that our, our children are being shady. We don't want to believe that our spouse is actually trying to manipulate us to get their way. Nobody wants to think that way, especially in a relationship. It's it's our tendency to to believe them. So what are the what are the the signs that you might be in a manipulative engaging in a manipulative dynamic? Well, One might be you're constantly second-guessing yourself or having trouble making decisions. You're, You're always thinking about a perceived flaw, like you're ruminating about, so for example, if it's your child, you're constantly ruminating about, you know, what about a parent you were and this is why your child hates you. Or if you are... If, you, if it's related to, like, your significant other, your spouse, you're too sensitive. Or maybe, maybe this is happening because I'm too sensitive. Or maybe maybe this is happening because I wasn't a good enough person. Because that's exactly what the manipulator wants you to think. Like I just told you, this female brings up the fact that, hey, I saw you leave in the car with the other woman. And so instead of... Instead of focusing on his actions, he's like, well, first of all, what were you? why were you there? What were you doing? When this person is wanting to get answers because there is withholding of information, but instead of focusing on his actions, he's focusing on your flaws, like, well, if you weren't snooping around or, well, you don't trust me, this is why you're snooping around and seeing what I'm doing. And so... That's exactly where we start ruminating about our perceived character flaws, like maybe I'm not a good enough woman. We don't understand that Uh, maybe we picked someone that has honesty issues. We put it all on on us because that's what the manipulator wants you to think. A manipulator wants you to punish yourself for being a bad parent. Um, a, A manipulator wants you to feel that you are the problem or to think or you to think that maybe you're not thinking right and that their behavior isn't wrong. If you feel confused about your relationship, if you find yourself thinking, I I thought I had a great spouse, but now I feel like sometimes I feel like I act crazy. I thought I had this charming partner, but then sometimes I feel like I'm losing it when we're together. Another, another sign is in a confrontation with a person that might be manipulating you, you feel like you suddenly find yourself in an argument you didn't intend to have. You're not making progress or you're saying the same thing over and over and you're not being heard. You're repeating like, that wasn't my intention. This is what I wanted to do. You feel fuzzy or unclear about your thoughts, your feelings, or your beliefs. You're always apologizing. You're frequently making excuses for your partner's behavior. You can't understand why you're not happy in your own life, or you know something is wrong, but you just don't know what. And in some cases, when we've already accepted the problem, then you know something is wrong. We just don't know how to get out of it. If this is the case, if we happen to find ourselves in a relationship, that, in any relationship dynamic that is manipulative, what do I do? What do I do? I just want to add a little caveat here. There is no quick fixes to anything. And so if what you're looking for a quick fix, it's going to be a little more complicated than you think. These are merely steps that you can do to start kind of on the in the process of disconnecting yourself from these highly toxic and manipulative individuals. And I do want to warn you, once you start noticing and setting limits, the person is not going to like it. So like I said, when you start maybe setting limits with your child, they're going to escalate because they are used to getting their way. That's why. Manipulators manipulate because their behavior works. When it stops not working, they are going to escalate. What can I do? Number one is what we're doing, identify the problem. That's always the first step, always. This is what's going to be helpful in sorting out the truth from your, from your distorted thinking. Identify that in reality, yes, this is a problem. I'm engaging in a, in a dynamic that is manipulative, and I have a short end of the stick. Number two, give yourself permission to feel what you feel. You might think this is actually an odd thing to add on your to-do list, but manipulators take away your rights. We give them our rights to feel bad. They, when we feel bad about something, they come back and make us feel bad about feeling bad. And so sometimes we don't give ourselves permission to feel what we feel because it's not safe. Well, I am telling you, step towards getting rid of this emotionally manipulative dynamic is to give yourself permission to feel what you feel. Give yourself permission to make a sacrifice. Part of the problem with manipulation is that it results in the victim of manipulation questioning our own thoughts, our own values, our own perceptions, our own feelings. Acknowledge that what you feel, acknowledge how you feel. And then give yourself permission to take whatever action you need to feel better. Give yourself permission to make a sacrifice. Part of what makes it tough for a person who's who's engaging in emotional manipulation is that usually the manipulator is someone we care about. Sometimes there's someone that we look up to or it's someone that we have our relationship, maybe like a friend. And you may have a lot of wonderful things going on in that relationship, but nothing is worth undermining, undermining our reality. And in order for us to start regaining our sense of self that we lose in these relationships, you may need to cut that person off and give up some of those wonderful things or live with that person not having such a high opinion of you because... Believe me, one of my favorite things is setting emotional boundaries is uncomfortable, especially because the manipulators want to bully you into letting them um, manipulate you, into into letting them make you do what they want. Like, oh, you're not going to go? Why can't you go? You suck. You said you were going to go. You're so boring. Et cetera, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Or they make you feel that, "Oh, I'm feeling so sad today, I really need you, right? And so make a sacrifice. You might have to say, "You know what? I'm sorry, I can't. And then maybe our friend is going to be like, "Oh, I thought she was there for me or a better person, blah, blah blah. Give yourself permission to make a sacrifice. Sometimes the sacrifice is maybe losing that significant other who is causing us so much distress and manipulating us. Maybe maybe our child is going to hate us for a while, but, hey, it's okay because, in essence, when you give yourself permission to make a sacrifice, you are teaching that adult child that it is not okay and that you deserve respect. Start making small decisions <laughs> to get out or stop a manipulative emotion one little step at a time so if you always say yes today say no i'm sorry i can't don't engage in an argument that's clearly a power struggle they want to gain power over you so if the child starts you're such a bad parent i hate you you ruined my life don't engage if that significant other who is trying to control you and play with your mind starts saying you're such a trauma queen it's not that don't argue. Just say, "No, I refuse to be part of this." And if you still have doubts about what's going on, get a second opinion. Ask a friend, ask a family member that you trust. If they think that that you're being that you're that other person is being an abuser, is taking advantage of you, is being bossy, is being a bully, Last one, and most important, have compassion for you. Having compassion for yourself is super, super important. I want to share with you real quick, as part of uh, one of my consultations, I was talking to this great, tremendous, competent female who was being a victim of emotional manipulation, and, um, when she talked about herself, she kept saying, oh, maybe I act. She was completely harsh to herself, but when we talked about how the manipulator was behaving, she she always had some kind of excuse or maybe, you know, would rationalize it by thinking that it was her fault. Having compassion for yourself is super important. You are responsible to you. You need to stop lying to yourself, and you need to be honest with yourself. Maybe tomorrow the relationship with your child, with your partner, with that friend is going to be great, but right now you need to focus on how you're feeling. Recognize when you have those feelings right now, this feels like shit. It's driving me crazy, but I need to have compassion for myself. super good information. If you want to come back to the show later, the great thing about our weekly radio shows is that you can actually find them on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify, and you can also find us on Blog Talk Radio. All you have to do is find WEXP Entertainment, and you will not only see my show, you can see all the many blogs that we offer on a weekly basis. I do want to remind you that this show is every Thursday, 5 p.m., and we are usually talking about subjects that are related to emotional intelligence. For those of you who haven't heard me before, my name, again, is Evelyn Bernal, and I am a life coach. I'm a counselor by profession, and I just want to want to give you some information on some of my other efforts and venues please check out my store if you are in need of a fabulous imported tool leather purse I have an exquisite extensive selection my store name in Spanish is El Chipilón y la Llorona if you can't remember that just shoot me an inbox I can be found on Instagram and Facebook under Evelyn Bernal Life Coach. Also, just a reminder that we do have guests call in line. Definitely shoot us your messages, hit us up, send us your suggestions, and we will be happy to cover any of the subjects that you guys have kind of been thinking about. It is great to hear from you every week. It's great to see that you tune in every week because these subjects are actually. Something of you. Emotional intelligence is something that sometimes we talk little about. So I do appreciate you tuning in. I will see you next week for another super interesting topic. This is Evelyn Bernal, and you are listening to your bilingual spot here on WEXT Entre Mujeres.
1: Yeah. At the end of the day,
2: me. Yeah. I've
1: been paying the price, taking life toll. Oh. Feel like I'm walking oh. on a tight road. Oh. Yeah. Shit, I guess that's just how life goes. Oh. When it's safe, high like maestros. Yeah. Opportunity there. Shit, really waiting right on you it. to be there. Confusing yeah. me how we in unit. There ain't no unity there. Give back to the community that's usually fair. When I sold as many drugs at the pharmacy through this bitch Feel I'm getting too old, man, I'm tired of doing this shit But then I count another roll and be happy I do this shit Perhaps I'm just at my tears, throw the tears that I've cried inside Been displaying on the surface, that's why I've been such alive Why Wise up as I see the lawn on the other side Any nigga think these streets really love them is highly blind Fuck a punchline do real well without them. You niggas punch clock. Me, I work well around it. See, I get high to stay grounded. I don't know how that sounds till I'm surrounded by mountains. All these heights that I've climbed, it still ain't over the hunt. They know it signs. What the fuck? But you I ain't Do what the fuck that you want. Why should I care what they say? The fuck is they anyway? Swear it's a track in my brain. Where well, these thoughts just be racist. Trying to be a better father. Set examples for suit. The way it's looking, she fuck around just be a shrub dealer too. Nah. She gotta graduate from somebody's school and be that veterinarian shit that she wanted to do. We raising kings and queens, not demons and fiends. You gotta breathe the theme, be the dream, hot king. They need dreams and things to be at peace, it seems. I was in those threads until I ripped those seams. Lord, forgive me for ignoring your patience and giving graces So ungrateful and my greatness due to temptation. Trying to be a man for these ladies, that shit the lamest. But you ain't been a man for yourself, fuck is you crazy? See me, I'm going to get what they owe me, fuck what they gave me. Anything less is degrading, nigga, I made it from the bottom with the roaches and rats. The shit that blew me at the top is still roaches and rats. They just me. how the fuck I'm supposed to focus on rap? When I'm a father and an owner trying to focus on that. The hardest part about the struggle is the shit never ends. Until you in a box, but then you live again. At least that's what the they say. but tell me anything, feed me all the nonsense, I can't help but bigger, so much shit on my conscience, why, I try to prevent it in the bit, maybe it's meant to be, facial battles with energy, Give yeah, whatever is in the me, fuck what they think of me, that ain't why I'm living. go down in history, it's one of the realest. bitch I'm hurt only healing. I got it. seeing my children smile, what complete me, Nigerian God. Trying to make light out a situation that seriously dark Concrete roads, nigga, I'm the epitome, you uh. You know it's killing you when you thinking about giving it up They never given me nothing, no way this could have been luck I bust my ass on the track just for a pat on the back I'm going back to the trap, wrapped dog and had this shit back, back. Yeah Thank me later No thanksgiving.
0: Bienvenidos a WEXP 88.3, donde Mm -hmm. lo hacemos mejor. Soy Evelyn Bernal, y este es mi programa, Entre Mujeres.